Hello, and welcome to Tales of Creation, a Learn From Gaming podcast. This is episode 6 of our actual play series for Exalted 3rd Edition, a tabletop game from Onyx Path Publishing. My name is Chase Strollenberg, and I am the storyteller. This episode, I will be joined by Stu Gritter playing Rojin the Shaper, Dan Murray playing Kair, and Fred Rojas playing Raven the Lucky. This is our second episode with combat, but it's also where we start digging deeper into the limit break mechanic and how it triggers. We also begin to focus on how intimacies should be tracked as well, and just how they're supposed to work. We go over how essence is respired as well, which is a mechanic that we, I don't know how we got six episodes in without talking about too deeply, but we, yeah, we get into that too. So it's important to understand, yeah, we are still learning so much at this point, and we are still making mistakes, but it doesn't hinder the narrative in any way. In fact, I would argue that the narrative just continues to get stronger. We have over 12 episodes in the can at this point, and I'm just recording the intro for episode 6, and I can honestly admit that the, the story continues to just ramp up. And the players do not stop having fun or just enjoying themselves, which is so important in, in a thing like this. Exalted is a big, complicated system. And being able to keep the players at high morale, even as, as we struggle through the system, I'm making this sound like it's, it's work. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of work, but the fun is so worth it. And that is kind of the point. That is exactly the intent of this experiment, is to, to get everybody to just have fun and learn as, as they do it. And uh, yeah, that's what we're working at. So I really feel like we're starting to get into the swing of things. That said, if us getting if us getting rules wrong is driving you crazy, if you have any comments or thoughts on this podcast or even the original Learn From Gaming, just feel free to email us at learnfromgamingpodcast at gmail.com or contact us through DMs on Facebook or Twitter because we have accounts for both. If there's something we should be doing, we would like to know about it. So yeah, don't be afraid. Reach out if you're getting frustrated just listening to this show. Or even reach out if you're enjoying it. Just let us know what you think. And with that said, now back to the story. Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to Learn From Gaming's Tales of Creation. My name is Chase Stromberg, and I have been joined by many partners in crime. All of them have fine faces, beautiful faces, the best faces, smartest, sharpest, prettiest. The first pretty face I would like to introduce is one Stu Gritter. Stu, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. And who will you be playing today? I'll be playing Rojan, who, uh, Rojan the Shaper, who really should just be called Rojan the Prettiest. <laughs> but well, that's, that's, for, that's for later. We'll get the name okay. change in at some point. I can hear okay. how pretty his voice is. Oh, right? Mm, mm, hmm? The deep tones of that skin. Uh, so <laughs> next up, next up we, have, uh, we have our good friend Dan Murray. Dan, who are you playing today? Uh, I will be playing Kyer. Cool. Cool, yep. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> the not shape. Kyer the door. not prettiest. Yeah, <laughs> the, the not shape, shapiest. Um, all right, well, cool. You know, Kyer has a lot of other redeeming qualities that may come up today. Like a worm rat. Oh, <laughs> Kyer the rat friend. <laughs> okay. um, all right, well, next we have Fred Rojas. Fred, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. And who are you playing? Uh, I play Raven the Lucky, who it probably should be noted is a female. So 
I am. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes. Despite being just... a cis male, I am playing a female. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. Hey, let's uh, let's see where that goes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into a little bit of what you guys remember from last episode, and then we will start the session. How does that sound? Beautiful. All right, Dan, are you okay with starting starting it up? And then, if you need any gaps filled, we can we can do what we want. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I can just kind of go over the the notes that I took. Um, it's it's uh, not always easy to try and type softly so the mic doesn't pick it up, but. Yeah, it's no big deal uh, at all. Uh, just uh, anyways, you do you. Uh, so we uh, began the session by leaving the guild um, after having uh, signed our um, or having our mind claim ratified officially. Uh, we leave the guild with all eyes on us. Um, uh, Ladane, in particular, the uh, dragon blood from Prasad, um, who had had a rather rude altercation with Rojan. Uh, looking a little grumpy about it. Um, we ended up going into Rojan's office and met with uh, one of his employees, a woman named Rochelle, um, with a very, we'll say, excitable countenance, um, who uh, summoned a, I believe you said it was a chibikame, um, from a candle, a little flame sprite, uh, to go mess- send a message to Rojan's other employee named Carrick, to meet up with us, um, and uh, we convinced her, or Rojan convinced her, to uh, join us um, on a venture to the mine. Um, I believe it is Rojan's intention to get as many of his closest people to be employees of the mine, so that they can be um, held under the protection of our uh, the kind of pact for claim owners. Um, so we saw a. Uh, uh, we ended up moving by a what looked like a, a small like structure of sorts being built um, potentially in Rojan's honor, almost as a, a place of worship, um, uh, by a couple of his followers. Um, I believe there was a uh, woman named Bali and a tall, wispy man named Yannick the Thin, um, who had something of an obsession with Rojan. Um, but they were being pushed out of the building by uh, Prasad soldiers um, and were being threatened by the uh, understudy of Ladane that we had met. Um, this kind of escalated into some some tough words. He was threatening violence against them. We couldn't hurt his soldiers because of said pact. Um, it ended up with uh, a couple archers off... Uh, out, uh, outside of the main thoroughfare, um, lighting arrows and preparing to fire them uh, at this at the structure. Um, Kyra and Raven each ran at one. Um, Raven managing to pluck the bow from the hand of the uh, of the one uh, she was dealing with, and uh, Kyra not quite as successful. <laughs> Um, but managing to stand in front of the archer and take the arrow in the chest, um, or I guess shoulder, like, sounds a little less severe. But, uh, and then Rojan, um, did a little spin, <laughs> smashed a guy with his elbow, uh, and then threw a bunch of wood at him. If I remember that correctly. Yeah, that's how that played out. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how that played um, out. And, 
yeah, it kind of escalated and then de-escalated. Uh, thankfully, nobody was was badly hurt. Nobody was killed. Um, I don't remember the, how it was that the understudy decided to just back off. Okay. Uh, does anybody else? I think he just got fed up and embarrassed with everything going wrong and decided to go back to Ladane and maybe get fired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so just a little thing that happened uh, that secured the safety of both Yannick and, and Bali. Is, ah, yes. Um, that uh, right. you, you basically you declared them employees of the, the mining op. With the help and of Rochelle's quick quill. Yes, yes and Rochelle, right. who was there doing the bureaucratic stuff, and happened to have a happened to have a pen and some ink. Well, sorry, paper and some ink, maybe parchment. That's no, not really clear. Um, <laughs> she, she had something. She wrote on something. Uh, it'll be framed someday. Um, but uh, yeah, so that happened, and you are now trying to exercise that, um, basically, uh, townwide to make sure that all of your. Uh, air quotes practitioner so all of your worshipers are uh, are covered under that auspice it means that as long as you get the list of names right and as long as they they sign it they're they're effectively covered um but also you've really just sort of deflated the only group of people trying to hurt your worshipers right now the the failure to actually bring down what was going to someday be your church stalled Prasad. And then because it was effectively owned by Bali and Yannick the Thin, once they were undersigned, they're actually kind of lucky because if it had lit on fire, that could have been observed as a direct hostile act against property belonging to a subcontractor of yours. So, you know, things kind of worked out for everybody. Total win-win. Yeah, everyone's happy. And now here we are. Um, so I am actually going to start with what is a continuation of a cutscene uh, from where we were last episode. It starts with a flash in what is effectively, and by a flash I mean a, lar- uh, a, a bright red flash, in what is effectively the, the corner closet of, of one of the most important buildings in Yushan. Uh, and this is a building that houses what is known as the Loom of Fate. And as soon as this flash happens, there's some rattling, some crashing, and then the door bursts open, and um, a woman who some might recognize from our last episode, pale skin, uh, dressed in what is effecti- effectively gossamer white robes uh, that sort of cling to her body. She's thin, long, dark hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's uh, stumbling out. Is Lavinia, yes? Yes. Cool. Uh, stumbling out with a particularly <laughs> <laughs> deep scowl on her face, um, tripping over what must pass as a broom in heaven? <laughs> anyway, she a- exits with as much elegance as anybody sneaking into this type of facility possibly could and looks around right at a man dressed in what can be best described as a uh, purple fine silk almost kung fu outfit for anybody who, who kind of needs a, a point of reference if you've ever seen gen from street fighter or uh like the street fighter franchise he he wears like a, a a purple sort of outfit to say that it is actually like a kung fu outfit is the best way that i can think of to describe it so like incredibly elaborate 
uh, buttons for what is effectively like a silk shirt and then just silk pants. This gentleman is older. Uh, the way that his clothes hang belie what could only be described as an unusually ripped body for a dude who looks like he might be pushing 60. But he is standing just outside of the closet and looking directly at her as she emerges. And she emerges into quite a spectacular room. This room itself, to call it a room, is a disservice. It is more like a piece of geography that spans probably miles. And within this specific building, which uh, glows an unnaturally bright hue of white at all times, everything is visible in here. Uh, It's sort of like a flat white plain Um, if there wasn't so much built up silk and scurrying little metal spiders. And when I say little metal spiders, I mean these are spiders about the size of your hand that are made out of a particular kind of metal. And they're all scurrying around, constantly working and spinning what appears to be a tapestry. And that is why this is called the Loom of Fate. As Lavinia emerges, this man is there waiting and watching. Far out and away, you can see there are other people standing around looking at different parts of what is effectively a long and enormous spider silk tapestry. And this is the literal history of of the fate of creation as sown by these magical spiders. Lavinia emerges. The gentleman is there waiting. He actually reaches out his hand and says, Lavinia, you are late. There's something I need to show you quick. I know that you are, I know that your calendar is relatively full for the next little while. I've taken some liberties to ensure that you can be late for your next, I guess, weeks of meetings. Honestly, I need you to come look at this right away. Lavinia, who is flustered and quite angry, actually slaps the man's hand away and says, do me a favor, dispense with these formalities, just tell me what the problem is. Why did you summon me here? The man steps back, and he gets a little more stern, and then he just points at what appears to be a bright sort of autumn orange glowing dot on the enormous silk tapestry. And he says, if I didn't know any better, then this little piece of creation that you keep vacationing at is turning into what I like to call a convergence. You can see there is gold, there is silver, and now there is this. And Lavinia looks at the glowing orange dot and says, when did that happen? And the older man says, two days ago in the forest. Lavinia gets notably darker uh her complexion well actually lighter her complexion drains as much as it can for a pale-skinned woman and says what is it k check what is it and the older man turns to her and says it's just an exigent but it's not ours that's all i need to tell you now you should go to your meetings and he turns and he begins walking away and now we're gonna go back to kajaru falling out of the sky hey guys how's it going uh, we have discussed this out of game. Uh, you you were all invited to lunch, but I believe the intent is you would like to get across the river 
and you would like to maybe start looking at the mine, like lunch is a thing that doesn't really need to happen, but trying to get some money and trying to make sure that your investment that you just solidified is actually worth, <laughs> worth anything is, is the big, big deal right now. Cause no amount of lunches and no amount of parties that are supposed to happen at the end of this week are going to mean a damn if there's nothing there waiting for you. So, and also if you can't actually move anything out of the mine. So with everybody's blessing on the boat ride over, <laughs> uh, you were able to know. I just one. assumed the boat was in medias res and the docks yeah. were the beginning. <laughs> Well, no, the, the boat ride over is not an easy thing um, to to actually sail or row or do whatever it is that you have to do to go in a straight line across this river, which is being produced by a flowing waterfall. So you're basically like trying to cut across a current. But this is something that has happened for years and years uh, here at Kajaru. A uh, number of guild uh, captains are actually quite skilled at it. Um, so r- they know what they have to do. Basically, you aim high and are effectively rowing towards the waterfall and also a little towards the other <laughs> side of the uh, <laughs> the river. And that is what needed to be done for about 20 to 30 minutes to get where you needed to go. It's a little stressful. Um, it's a little annoying. But now you're there. The captain bids you good day, and <laughs> and you're on the other side of the docks. Now, on this side of the river, things are a lot different. The The smell of penned people uh, is notably absent. Over here, it's more a scent of, well, you really, really catch some, some nice... Nice, fresh scents from the uh, the waterfall, but also uh, you're, you're a little... Uh, a little close to some of the farming outlets. So most of these are vegetable farms. So there are actually uh, their rice farms set up, which is like submerged tiered rice farms closer to the mountain. So they've actually, um, the guild has, well, the guild or whoever's responsible for those farms has built them intelligently going down the slope. You can see that there's actually a, a stone aqueduct constructed here that catches water coming down the waterfall. Um, and also gets fed by what appears to be a water wheel a little closer to the waterfall. Um, and that aqueduct moves inland and actually feeds water to a large number of farming properties all across, uh, all across this area. Some, some of it feeds into the rice, uh, the rice area. There appears to be, um, for anyone who, you know what, I'm just going to give it to you. Uh, there, there's definitely wheat fields and other sort of vegetable fields as well. And the aqueduct seems to feed all of that. You can see a road heading north that leads towards the mountain. You know that that road belongs to the guild and leads to the, uh, the guild claim. It is the only road that heads in that direction. And you already know, if, if you want to, you can actually look at the... Uh, the claims that in order to get to your own claim, you actually have to cross guild land. You have 100% you have permission to do it. That is how you would do it. Presently, there's nobody on this side waiting for you, but there is what is effectively... So there, there's a number of things that you can see. You can see what is referred to as the Old Town Temple because there used to be a town here uh, before it got destroyed years ago 
which was the reason why everybody swore an oath. Uh, this is this is the side of the river that everybody used to live on, and now they live on the other side because it was just easier to build over there. Um, and most of the claims are on that side. You can see a large farmhouse that is attached to all of the other farmland that's going on. Uh, further south past the, the temple, there's a bunch of other sort of scattered lesser farmlands. And you can see that there is also a what appears to be makeshift tent barracks. And when I said that there's nobody here to meet you, that is not 100% correct. Because actually, uh, Rochin Carrick is here. <laughs> Okay. Um, he was he was waiting for the boat, uh, so that he could come see you, but you were on the boat that was coming to get him. So now he's here. Do you want him to go to the other side, or do you want him to stick around? We can introduce him now if you'd like. Sure. Okay. Cool. So, um, why don't you do us a favor and describe exactly what Carrick looks like? So Carrick is kind of like a, he's, I guess, just like a middle-aged construction worker helps Rochelle. Rochelle kind of helps line up all the contracts for building things and Carrick then either does the work or oversees the work or if it's a job that I'm going to do he makes sure the logistics of all the materials and tools and everything are set up and ready to go. So he's he's just a he's a veteran architect he's I guess. He's a producer. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh yeah he gets stuff done when I'm too lazy or busy or whatever. Uh, so Carrick is, is waiting for you on, on the dock and what's notable is he's holding, <laughs> he's holding the tiny flame, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, Chibikama, um, up, uh, the Chibikama, you can see it has a genuine level of, uh, anxiety because you're standing <laughs> on a dock and it's, it's very <laughs> close to its anathema, yeah. uh, which is water. And when he sees you. And um, when Carrick sees you as well, uh, he waves and starts to approach. Yeah. Um, t- to keep it quick, uh, Rosen's just going to outline the same kind of like, we got a mine claim, you're in danger, make sure your friends or family or anyone in town that you care about is on our list of safe people. And uh, sorry to pull you out of your other meeting. If you need me to smooth something over with a potential client, just let me know. I'll go bat my eyelashes at them, and we'll we'll make it all okay. So, Carrick looks at you, and he he just sort of smirks. Uh, f- family, friends, that's funny. Uh, like <laughs> like I've got time for that. Okay, drinking um, buddy, then whatever. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> they're not over here, that's for sure. All right, well, just just to let you know, I sourced, or at least I estimated, um, the, the product and the materials that we would need to set up the new barracks on this side for the second sons. I think we can move the rock over here. I think most of this stuff could, could be done in about two to three days with your abilities. Cool. Otherwise, if you leave it to regular people, this, it could be months before they're set up shop, but they've got the, they've got the money as per Rochelle's quote, like they're willing to do it. Okay. Uh, and the guild I think is willing to fund most of it. You just got to find a day to bang it out. Or a couple of days to bang it out, because it's a bigger project. Yeah, and are there are the sons actually in town already? Like, are they actually bivouacked? There are some, uh, to my understanding. I mean, I, I talked to their boss. Uh, gosh, I can't remember his name just off the top of my head. No worries. I just mean like if we if we if there's an emergency, I could spend one day on it and get it like half done, kind of thing, and then yeah, yeah. Worst case scenario, yeah. absolutely. I mean, yeah, you you could you could get them some walls and a roof. Yeah. Right, like that's that's not tough. Perfect. 
the only, the only uh, other thing I need also, you to care. Who are these people? And he's looking. <laughs> well, no, he like he he sorry he knows he, he knows yeah uh, you, you've met Kyra before. Kyra. Uh, this uh, is yeah, but he's specifically Raven. Yeah, so the the uh, Carrick Raven Raven Carrick. Hey, and I walk up and give him a good firm handshake. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Ma'am," and he shakes your hand. Uh, Raven, Raven uh, is uh, the third owner of the the Lost Claim, uh, so we'll be seeing a lot of each other over the next while. He's being modest. Sorry. I'm the original owner, but uh, yeah, we yeah. are all co-owners now. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, I've I've got a question to ask as soon as we're on the road again. But um, uh, okay, Car- well. the the only other thing, Carrick, is. Uh, I want you to uh, make sure we've got a chunk of land set aside over here where we can make a big ass statue. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk. Use, to, I'll talk to Rochelle about it. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Just use like the statue in front of my house as a as a base. I'd like for it to be big enough, ideally, that someone could see from anywhere across town. Uh, but it's a it's more uh, it's more important that people can see it as they're coming up the river. That's kind of that's oh. that's the big end. Okay. Yeah. Well, most of this is. Uh, most of this is guild land, but I mean, they've uh, they've never had a piece of land you couldn't separate them from with enough money. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, yeah let's uh, let's see yeah. what we can do, and I'll try to spec that statue out. Cool. Anything unusual going in it, or are we just trying to build something out of stone? As I'm, I believe stone. There might be more to it, but m- probably mostly stone. <laughs> he leans in close, and anybody who wants to make a perception awareness roll can right now. Oh, who yeah. isn't? Who isn't? Um, Rojan. I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I don't okay, have to make one because I'd probably miss yeah. it. <laughs> I was going to say because okay. I have a question to ask <laughs> once this is done. Uh, I rolled two successes. <laughs> Cool. Give me one. No, it's not so bad. This is not a very difficult role to make because this is not a subtle man. Or this. (laughs) I can tell. He's not subtle. I I might get him to just tell me up front if I'm nice enough. I got six successes. Holy crap, that's a lot of dice. (laughs) So he he leans in. (laughs) He leans in. Number one, (laughs) Raven, you can smell he's already been drinking. Um, But. uh that makes me smile (laughs) (laughs) you know what some some of the best some of the best grain based alcohol is on this side of the river let's just put it that way oh okay Um, and rice yeah it it doesn't make it to the other side let's put it that way (laughs) he leans in really close to to rojan and he says you know like spaces for smuggling Um, oh shit! Uh, you don't know that they heard still. <laughs> no, it's you just, don't know. It's just <laughs> that's fine. No, I th- I think th- this statue is going to be purely decorative. I I I don't think there's going to be anything functional about it. Off the, off the top of my head, I mean, some of the other buildings, like the barracks, I'm sure we'll we'll throw some neat neat little things into, but. Okay. Probably not okay, the statue. Cool. Yeah, that's doable. Sorry, you want me on this side or you want me on the other side? Right now. Well, if if there are any names you want on that list, make sure Rochelle knows them. Otherwise, if you're good, then don't worry about crossing over. Just stay yeah, here. Yeah, sure. Up to you. Okay. Cool. 
all right, well, I guess I'll go try and find some paper somewhere and figure things out. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, I have two quick questions. One's going to be conversational, which I could do real quick. I'll just do that first. But then I have a question for, like, you know, a game-based question. Um, yeah, do it. So as Carrick walks away, um, I kind of nudge him to the side and be like, when we get a chance to chat, I need you to share with me where you got your hands on some of that uh, rye. I've been, uh, I've been eager. It's been a while. <laughs> and he straightens up um, maybe a little bit. Well, you, you can tell with a roll of six, mostly out of embarrassment. Uh, he, he didn't want it to be obvious. But with well, and to be clear, successes. I'm saying that to him on the side. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not saying it in front of the group, but I can understand him being embarrassed either way. Yeah, he's also um, he he sort of reaches up because he still has uh, the little um, the uh, chibikama or kame uh, in his in his hand, and he just sort of puts it on his shoulder, not remembering that it's made out of fire, <laughs> so it starts to singe uh, his shoulder. Uh, um, so then. <laughs> He's just like, uh, okay, uh, yeah, we can we can talk about that some other time. And he starts to shuffle away. And then he actually pats at where the, the Chibikame is, <laughs> and it just disappears in a snuff of smoke. And what might have been an exasperated yelp. Um, and, it, and it's gone. I hope I didn't cause that. So the game-based question is, I did end up getting... Uh, not that it matters much now, but I did end up getting the uh, the minor intimacy uh, that I believe is bestowed into Rogan's statues. Now, I know he has at least officially said that this one won't have it, but my question is, do I need to be concerned, especially if I'm not concerned about Rogan at this point, do I need to be concerned about his statues anymore? Uh, my ongoing shtick, whether um. intentional or otherwise, is to not fall quite uh like Kair under his uh charms so Stu can speak more to his abilities but our understanding of that uh, that specific charm is that it fires once per item that he builds yeah. so ah. each time he builds something I new can instill and it. you behold it is yeah as soon as you see it I can instill each uh shape of me like Anything Rojan crafts mm-hmm. that looks like himself, he can instill with that influence roll to instill a minor intimacy. So that intimacy could be different, but in general, it's it's just probably just going to be a positive feeling toward Rojan. And not that I'm against that. I'm just looking for a more organic um, circumstance of that. So, okay, I will keep that in mind. Yeah, so any anybody at home paying attention... Rogan that, wants to build a statue or rather makes not everybody love attention. him on the way in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it just seems a little more efficient this way. Now, it, it also does mean every one of those statues requires one moat um, socked. Like, um, oh, it's uh, indefinite, right? Like, like it's yeah. in the, the chamber. It's referred yeah. to as an indefinite charm, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's committed forever. That's the word and, I'm looking for, committed, then, thank you. And it falls apart, yeah, and it, it falls, basically the, the charm loses its effect if you ever pull those moats out. And There's, you can. At yeah. any time, you can pull those modes back. I think it's charisma um, plus three days or something like that. So it would still take more than a week for people to snap out of that particular influence. But Yeah, there we go. I, I'm well. pretty sure it's based off of essence. Well, it could um, be. A, I thought it Okay, yeah. Yeah, know. but like that's one of those things we can look at when you, you actually do it again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So then you you have what is effectively a rough map, either in your mind or physically. You know where you have to go. There's nobody here to meet you because you just sort of jumped over here instead of <laughs> instead of doing the lunch thing, which is fine. But it means that now you're here, so what do you want to do? I guess we, we take the road and go towards where we think the claim is. Okay, cool. In which case, uh, you start working your way up, and I need to open up some NPCs. Give me one second. So we're heading northwest, right? Yeah, north um, northwest. So you're gonna start by going north through the guild lands, and then you'll you'll head. Okay, your way I over. see where we are. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just immediately looking at water, um, not thinking about where we would have. <laughs> well, no, yeah, thinking okay. we came in by boat, so uh, you know, my chilling by the falls. You know, I don't quite know how Carrick rolls these days, so like you know. So as soon as we are kind of walking, and as soon as we get out of earshot of, I don't know, as soon as we're relatively isolated, Rojan is going to turn to Raven and go, so how, I mean, everyone else is pretty confused. I obviously, I, like I've heard some of the history about it and like grumblings and rumblings. How did you get your hands on that deed? I'm trying to think of how I'm going to do this. Do you, do you have to roll limit here? Well, I'm trying because to see if I can the, do it without doing issue, it. Yeah. The issue with your trigger is it's not specifically tied to that deed. No. Well, no, it's not. But anytime any mm, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll just keep going. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I'm going to so I'm going to dance I'm going to dance around this and when you think that I'm, you know, I need to respond to something, I will. At this point, though, if I'm reading at face value my limit, I can talk about the deed um, okay, cool. in certain and, concept, uh, context. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you guys, and before you get started, um, Kair, mm-hmm. how are you enjoying everything on this side so far? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, quietly. Okay. As, okay as, cool. as I say, it's just kind of... Taking in the sights. Um, actually, you know what I, I'd actually probably should do? Kick, uh, I want to kick out three moats and uh, put spirit detect glance on. That's smart. Um, that is wise. Cool. So yeah, turn uh, just on my, bef- uh, my ghost peepers. <laughs> yeah. So just before everybody else has their little conversation, you are starting to get very familiar and comfortable with this view of the world, uh, uh, the more you use it, the more adept and more uh, natural it feels. Like you, you, you really, you're starting to see the flow of essence through the entire world. So looking back at the water, that Sobakis that is always guarding is still there. Looking at Carrick, you can actually see the moats where the little uh, flame uh, Chibikama was, but isn't anymore. And you can see that those little moats have basically just sort of dissipated into the air like they're still there and they will coalesce again at some point but you also understand due to your superior occult knowledge that they need to be combined again at a source of flame so a plate person would sort of fan that cloud of moats maybe closer towards the land instead of on the dock where it is right now (laughs) Uh, sort of a dick move on uh, Carrick's part but he also lacks the knowledge of occult Looking out onto the fields, it's a very different kind of um, essence. 
it's it's not the natural flow of a forest but there is still vibrant life there there are still things moving uh so just like uh, farm to say farm spirits doesn't do it justice they're not spirits of the farm they're actually spirits of the plants and spirits of the earth and it's it's all just sort of tiny things moving but you're basically watching life ebb and flow but more importantly there is nothing unusual going on here at least not right now and you you cannot perceive anything that would be construed as a demon at this exact moment so you're doing all right you use all the stuff that you're used to seeing is is in place presently okay um I would like to, oh, if I can, wh- actually uh, do that, uh, just kind of wipe Carrick's shoulder um, <laughs> okay. away from the water side of things. Yeah, um, so Carrick looks at you a little weird, um, but is otherwise unfazed. Uh, he's sort of used to you being a little <laughs> a little different. Yeah, I, I'm um, just going to okay. kind of shrug at him and say like there was an ember. Also, with this active, if you want to make one more perception awareness roll and uh, just roll it out because I'm going to shift over to to um, Rojan and Raven to have their talk. Uh, it's, and uh, that res- it's two more successes. There we go. Okay, well, we can we can have that talk after they've had theirs. Right. So, uh, the, uh, so Raven and Rojan, proceed. So how did you get that deed? <laughs> um... I guess you could say it was um, given to me by someone very close. They thought I would be able to put good use to it. And uh, if, it isn't, if it isn't clear enough, uh, my reason for um, coming to Kajaru, um, outside of uh, obviously the mine, was to hopefully um, start anew. Because uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm not from around here. And I needed to set up shop, and then the events transpired as they did. So, in short, I wasn't intending to trust you, but now I do. Oh, that's, and... that's fair. So, did, did you actually exult on the way here? <laughs> okay, now we're, we're starting to get... We are starting to get close to limit rolling. Um, we are getting there okay uh so fred i need you to actually tell me what your limit trigger is just to make sure Sure. it's not firing yep 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 and i don't think it is um but but let me let me also have an do you also have an intimacy against sharing information about your past or no (laughs) because do i answer that out loud (laughs) yeah i'm afraid you have to in this in this specific case just because we have to establish Now, I'll, I'll switch back to Kair just quick. Kair, with two successes, um, you can see that there, there was some interesting ebb and flow that used to occur at the old temple. So there are ruins of a temple, and in fact, there are ruins of houses all over. So old buildings. Some of those leave spiritual scars, especially where people had violent ends. Um, you can see that all of the spirits here are at rest. But there used to be a specific type of essence flow that occurred directly at the temple. So that was clearly a site of worship. Um, but whatever was being worshipped there, it, it doesn't happen anymore. So it's sort of like there was a high concentration of worship and essence occurring in that spot. 
and now it's gone. And that's just from looking in that general direction. It, it's sort of like the echoes. It's almost like you can hear the echoes of prayers that used to occur as though you could also see them. So sort of like a synesthetic uh, kind of experience, but it's, it's modal. So it's like actually magical. It's a sense. And that's what you're getting. It's sort of like a phantom image of what used to be. And I'm, I'm trying to think of an analog for it. If you've ever played The Division, there's a really good feature in that game where like you'll hit a memory of something that happened and it's it's like <laughs> i don't it's know kind of like an echo yeah. of it mm-hmm. yeah it's like an yeah it's like a spiritual echo oh, yeah, no, no, I, can, I can see where you're i'm immediately picturing like dead death spots from dark souls um, there you go that's yeah. good sure yeah, good example. Yeah. okay cool all right so i'm just gonna review what you sent me fred one sec um uh okay so with a major intimacy uh, it's not pulling on your trigger just yet but with a major intimacy, I need you to roll one die right now, if you could. Okay. Yep. Any kind of success will add to your limit. And, and we'll see what he does. There we go. Okay, so you get one That's, additional limit. Yeah. And you can thank Rojan. I know. <laughs> oh. Do, do, do okay, I glow so a little? The, lun- <laughs> the lunars are only accrue limit when they actually do something. No. No, Stu, you, you still get limit if you're acting against a major in its intimacy or defining intimacy. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. But, like, if it would be, like it says, when a lunar acts against that intimacy, it wouldn't be if somebody else did something against oh. that intimacy. Like, if I'm just asking questions about about one of Raven's major intimacies and Raven just shuts down and doesn't betray that intimacy... Then I okay, don't so think actually, you'd gain yeah, limit. good point. Good point. So, uh, Fred, hmm. put a put a needle in so that. So depends. Okay. Um, um, yeah, you don't have it yet. Let's see how this conversation goes. If if he gets you to betray any of your past, then you will accrue that one limit. Um, but if you don't let that happen, then you should be all right, and you don't actually gain that limit. Right. But I won't make you roll or anything again. So proceed. Yeah. (laughs) Proceed with your talk. Uh, Well, okay. So I'll just, I know my response right away when, um, so you had said, uh, um, what was your exact words you used? Something about exalting. Yeah. So did, did you actually just exalt on your way here then? (laughs) And I smirk at him and I go, you know, pretty boy, I was just starting to just like you. And then. I don't think we're there yet. I mean, at this point, it's only a minor curiosity for Rojan, so he's not going to... Okay, cool. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you guys can start pulling out social combat if you want, but that's... I don't know how hard you want to hit each other. Yeah, Rojan's not really interested interested enough in that to, like, press the (laughs) issue. That may not be fair. Also, he's curious where the deed came from, and now he's learned a piece of information about it, and hopefully, we'll learn more again later. That's all. Okay, cool. Um, and for case, the record, uh, I'm just seeing where he wants to take it at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, you know, all so... the cool kids exalted on the way over here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, gods plural okay so in the world but with that uh you know kind of to also uh just kind of 
nail that in, you know, she just adds like, no, you know, I, I hope there's no animosity here. Um, I'm just not there yet. Oh, you called me pretty. That's a win in my book. <laughs> and with that, she laughs. Um, for the most, for for most of their conversation, I'm also going to be kind of like, not exactly jogging, but almost trotting around bits and bits and areas, just looking at different shit. Um, <laughs> for sure. Kind of like kneeling down at certain plants and investigating them, and just just kind of. Now that I'm getting used to watching this kind of energy flow of the. Uh, of this it's uh deeply fascinating um, i just love the cool. concept that i'm almost gonna uh you know uh limit and um and kair's just running around <laughs> in the upside flowers. down checking it out yeah so <laughs> love it. Here, here's an interesting here's an interesting thing for for you dan if that is how you described the action initially you would have gotten a stunt oh yeah i i hadn't really thought of it until now um which really, which really, is okay. Like you're yeah. you're still learning your abilities. You're growing as an exalt and a player. Hey, um, hey, what I learned from um. gaming. <laughs> hey, <laughs> nice. Okay. Um. So just just as a heads up, Fred, you didn't actually get that limit because you didn't act against your intimacy. So you're good. Yeah, I I, I erased it. And Kair, uh, it it is more of the same, not to say that lightly, because it is still incredible to experience. And it it's sort of hard. Like, how do you explain this to the mundanes around you? Because <laughs> you really can't. The only one who um, who might get it is Muckdog. And he's, he's out on your shoulder this time. Uh, and he's just kind of enjoying the sights as well. But y- you notice that he's more interested in, like there are people working the fields, so he's just sort of paying attention to them. When when Carrick was far enough away, he emerged. Um, and so he just sort of warily watches him. For Muckdog, it has always been about the people less than it has been about the environment. The people and things around him, the living things, but not so much the plants, the dirt, the water. He's always been interested in people. He's even spending a little bit of time just sort of trying to eavesdrop on what's going on with with uh rojan and uh and raven but that is where you are and if you would all like to start moving to the mine you're more than welcome to good by me sweet okay so uh as you get closer to the mine and to be clear when i say mine uh there's there's the guild mine that you have to walk across. So you actually have to walk across that property to get to your own claim. So as you get closer, there's actually a small picket set up. There are people who just sort of like sit there waiting for other people to come and go. You do actually pass a few carts just carrying raw jade, um, heading down to the dock. The people there sort of look at you strangely because if I can be polite, you are, the prettiest man in town, somebody most people have never seen before, and then Kair, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, you're you're a crew, um, you're a crew of people that usually most people don't ever see. As you get to the picket, um, there's a dude who is just sort of sitting on a makeshift stool, and by makeshift I mean a couple of rocks, well positioned, uh, who stands up and is just like, "Can I help you?" And he 
smiles a little bit at Rojin. <laughs> He's kind but, of under the spell. <laughs> so we, uh, m- more importantly, like it's loud here. Uh, there's the sound of um, wheel spinning, uh, the sound of ropes and pulleys. When you look past them, you can see there are holes in the ground, like going directly down. This isn't the type of mine that goes into the side of the mountain. Like this, this specific outfit is directly down. There is no cave entrance, but you can't see how this outfit actually works because you're sort of stopped at the picket. Um, hey, yeah, I'm. Uh, hopefully, you can help us. We're just looking to get across the the guild's claim here. We're uh, we own what was known as the lost claim, and uh, now it has been found. And we just we gotta go <laughs> reconnoiter it and check it out. Okay, so um, this gentleman hasn't washed in a few days, uh, which is not uncommon for for this part of creation. Also a mine, also a a miner or dude watching a mine. And uh, you're the prettiest person he's ever seen. I would (laughs) like you to make, I would like you to make a charisma, uh, either presence or socialize, whatever you prefer. Roll. I think this is a presence right sure. now. Can I can I say real quick for the record, as somebody who in in RPGs has played a female before and a not completely. I mean my uh, my appearance is four out of five. Um, it is refreshing <laughs> to be completely removed from a lot of the uh, that kind of influence and watch uh, Rojan take it all in. <laughs> um. Yeah, just enjoy the show. He is a gong show. Sorry. I love it. Uh, uh, what's his resolve? I just need to know so I can add my extra extra pretty dice. One. Oh, one. Okay. Well, then. Yeah. We'll just, we won't bother boosting it. We'll just roll Wait. eight successes. <laughs> I, so, that, that this. Close. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everything you said is like the sweetest, most nostalgic twangs of music digging into this man's heart. And he knows with certainty and truth that you are on the most important of missions to get to your lost mine. But specifically, he needs to help. It's so important that he helps you cross <laughs> this piece of property. We are so on the same page. <laughs> so that you can get to your your mind. Because he knows what's what's waiting there. Uh there's you know, there's 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 stuff. There's stuff there that you need to know about. So he reaches his hand out to you and he says You you're the owner of the lost claim? Yeah, the the three of us are. And I'll shake, gladly shake his hand. <laughs> and he, he is just, he's just shaking and shaking. He's like, I've, well, that isn't, that is incredible. There's so much I need to tell you on the way there. I think that you should know it. It is important, but also, <laughs> why are you? This is just such a great honor for you to be. This decision that you've made, it's a big deal, and there are things over there that don't make sense but when you get there maybe it will 
and maybe you'll sort things out and we won't have to, you know, we won't have to have guards anymore. And that would be good. So here, I'm going to show you. And he's, he's, hey, let's go your hand. And he starts like cupping the air for you to follow him. <laughs> and he starts walking towards uh, the pit. It's, it's important to note that the pit does have like a rudimentary yeah, fence. Yeah. So like you could fall in if you fell into the fence. <laughs> um, but uh, I'd urge you against it. Unless you're Raven or Kair, in which case I think you could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Stu, don't follow the fence. To. As, as, as he leads him on, I just look at Kair and mouth, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and Rojan's totally, like, this is, like, this, this is, is normal, normal to him. This, <laughs> is, this is part of the course for Rojan's life. In fact, as, uh, as Raven mouths wow to me, I want to kind of tilt my head and go, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, she's starting to catch wise to that, too. <laughs> okay, so everybody can do perception awarenesses if they want to. It's important to note that, that Dan, Kyer will continue to benefit from that uh, that charm for a little bit. Yep. Also, uh, really important, uh, we haven't talked about this yet, so we should right now. Recovering essence. Recovering essence is actually a pretty easy process. It's sped up when you sleep or when you are in a resting position. But uh, here, I'm just going to open up the book to where we're supposed to. Whoop. Characters and pools regain Boom. five motes of essence during each round of combat. Outside of battle, characters regain yep. five motes per hour. Yep, five motes per hour or ten motes per hour if they're resting or asleep. So when resting, it's like asleep, meditating, or quietly reading. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, also very important to note, your peripheral pools replenish before your personal pools. And mm-hmm. if you all remember your peripheral pools when you're pulling out of those, that's when things start to glow. So the the pools, like you will always fill your peripheral before your personal fill back up. Um, but also, just so we're all clear, everybody should have full essence except for Dan right now who used some essence to see shiny yeah. stuff. I'm updating mine to reflect that and Stu who has a little bit committed in a statue yep. <laughs> and an yep. artifact also well Dan I'm, might have I'm rocking with a full deck statue. so I'm good go. <laughs> as far as you guys know no uh, I I'm have kidding. I have uh, rolled four successes on perception awareness oh yeah appreciate it let me do that real quick um also uh, Rojan do you care you can he's, roll it. You don't have he, to. Rojan is... He's got a tour guy. Yeah, Rojan is following pretty carefully this guy's footsteps because he's not used to, I don't know, the environment. And he's actually... Hearing some of the phrases that the guy used, he is intent, like listening intently to what Mr. Guide has to say. Okay. Um, and I got four successes. Okay, so with four successes, we'll we'll just do sort of a rollout. We'll do the because you both you, you got the same roll. We'll do the mundane rollout, then we'll do uh, the the essence site rollout. So mundane rollout is as you get closer to the 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 hole, you can see that this is one of those situations where um, they've dug down, and then it's sort of like the spiraling thing. So they've got the ramp that goes down and down and down and down. And you can see that there are actually holes that go directly into the rock in different positions. And out of those holes, there are so like wheelbarrows and and people will emerge with uh, either chunks of jade, like large slabs or um, even just bits. 
it looks like the more of the more of the larger pieces are coming out the deeper you go so um there are also uh pulley systems so like they'll put them on um pieces of wood and that will get lifted up uh also very specifically um this is a this is a slave mining operation so there are taskmasters here uh with whips working on people making this happen the cracks are loud the sounds of people um reacting to to that is loud it doesn't happen often uh but it does there's lots of yelling not a lot of kindness going around in this mine and that's with that's with four successes you can tell that each of those holes will go deep into into the earth but you're not sure and when i say holes i mean like the, the like going straight so there's the big hole going down and then all along those little pathways that lead all the way to the bottom there are numerous holes littering and going inside so here's what you can see with essence sight kair with with essence sight you can see the best way to describe this is there used to be a regular flow of mana like the, the, there there's a the concept of ley lines and when i say mana i mean moats mm-hmm. but that 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 concept of like the geography of the world is designed in a certain way this mining operation has disrupted that you can see parts of ley lines that have just been completely severed just cut directly this is one of the most unnatural things you could possibly encounter and so where you would usually expect to see oversaturations of of earth essence right like you dig a hole in the ground you'll see a bunch of uh, especially with this type of site like you would see a bunch of like earth elementals and elemental essence um, maybe sprouting up or just in the soil itself a lot of this stuff strikes you as kind of dead like it's empty it's hollow and it it's almost disturbing like it's dead isn't the right word it's just an absence of life so it's it's not like there will never be essence here again but while this is happening it it doesn't feel like essence is flowing here properly you know that you'll still be able to respire essence from the air there are so many other elements in the world that you can still get essence from but it feels like this act this thing that is happening is breaking part of the world and that's weird it's weird to see and that's what you got is there, wow. um, sorry, is there anything <laughs> in particular about it that is uh that seems like it is breaking it or is it just it in general um well the the actual hole itself is the 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 giant hole not the many smaller holes it's it's directly on it, when you try to look down, you can see where there used to be ley lines that connected, and this thing basically cuts right through the middle of it. So um, where the natural flows of earth essence would move through this entire part of the mountain, there's like there's a hole there now, a giant cavity cutting right where this, this flow should be occurring. So you definitely couldn't build anything like a man's here. Not that you would anyway, but if, if you even tried to do something like that, it just it would be a dead site. There, there's nothing you could do here. Did you have any other questions, or did that really uh, cover it? No, I think that covers it. Um, 
and noticing that I, I just want to kind of mutter to no one in particular. I, d I don't think we should do it like this. Just almost absently. Which I imagine Rojan will probably not notice. But, um... <laughs> I picked up well, on it. But yeah, Raven, Raven would hear I'm it. I'm contemplating um, if he means, like, is this a sociopolitical statement or is this, like, a practicality <laughs> statement? Like, she's yeah. not dumb. She's just not quite reading... Mm-hmm. Not quite sure how to read yeah. that. I'm not super easy to read either. I have a worm rat on my shoulder. Well, yeah. <laughs> I could ask yeah. if I wanted to. It's in my nature. But uh, at this moment, I chose to... I wouldn't say acknowledge it to Kair, mm-hmm. but acknowledge it and just kind of deposit it. Cool. And when you say what you say, Muckdog actually chips in. And replies, all things hunger, lad. Humans, most of all, they all desire. They got to eat something. And then he just stops. Meanwhile, Rojan, you are getting what is perhaps the most enthusiastic (laughs) tour of a slave mine you've ever had. This is um, not the, the ten cent tour. <laughs> oh, oh, it, it um, probably is. <laughs> <laughs> you've learned that the guard's name is Benny. Uh, now Benny keeps pointing in the hole and saying that Crackstone is down there working his hardest, making sure that all of the slaves uh, deliver on the, on on their projects and making sure that as much ore can get pulled out of the mine as possible and by or he means jade um he's also talking about how he assisted with this latest version of the fence um it's not his best work but he's hoping to improve over time he's showing you where they store the jade uh before they transport it out uh he he stops and he he shows you a particularly disgruntled yetum which is a very 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 large version of an ox for lack of a better description um sort of take an ox and times it by about five domesticated but big and uh, he says that this is his favorite yetum he calls him shaggy and he's been really dependable and he really likes him and he's thrilled that you get to meet shaggy <laughs> uh he was worried shaggy might not be here for such a special visit for for someone like you and then he keeps walking you. So as you get further away from the hole, I mean, there's there's less action. But you notice that there is not this crappy little picket with a dude sitting, guarding, uh, air quotes, um, the entrance to, to the mine. On the other side of the guild mine, there is a legitimate barricade built out of wood and stone. Um, there are watchtowers. There are there are men armed, and when I say men, I mean it appears to be mostly Volavat soldiers armed with. Uh, it looks like guild equipment, so uh, mostly Riverland, uh, River River and Scavenger Land equipment. Um, so sla- uh, slashing swords and uh, just buff jackets. But they are not facing towards the mine. They're facing outwards away from the mine. So in the direction of your claim. So just to be clear, there is a barricade. There is a gate. And you can see that Benny is slowly taking you towards it. 
So as you get closer to the gate, Benny continues to explain, you know, this this part of the mountain, especially once you get past the barricade, there's there's just things out there. Not natural things. Uh, the kind of stuff that makes your skin crawl you get too close to it. Um, so that's what this fence here is for, and that's why these gentlemen, these Volovat, they're the, the second sons. Um, or uh, lesser sons, sorry, not second, lesser sons. Um, I always forget that. Um, they're they recently hired. We're, we're really happy to have them around because for a while there, there'd be these creatures that just sort of wander on. Gross things. They had like these spines on their backs. Um, gooey, gooey fingers. If they touched you, they could either cut you open or just stick to you. It was weird. Uh, they, they grabbed a few of the slaves, pinned them up on some spikes, a while back so yeah these guys are here now and they built this fence real quick and it's it's been pretty pleasant ever since if i can be honest and now you're at the fence and you're all familiar with at this point the lesser sons uh you met a few of them in the guild hall and uh yeah there are some looking at you right now at the gate one of them actually puts his hand up to stop benny from moving forward and Benny actually bounces off his hand and back, surprised. And the man says, "What? What are you? What are you doing?" And Benny says, "Oh, uh, these folk here, uh, th- th- this kind man Rojan and his friends, uh, they own what's past this gate. They own this claim over here." And the Volovat looks at him, and looks at you. You, Tire smiles. you own the lost. <laughs> <laughs> you own the lost claim. Yes, we do. Do you have documentation to prove this? I don't remember if we actually took anything from, from the guild. <laughs> I think we didn't. Right? We. Uh, I mean, would we be going up uh, there if we didn't? Well, hmm. Hmm. I'd like to phone a I friend. Can le- <laughs> <laughs> I can let you pass, and I will welcome you back as long as you are not carrying anything abnormal with you. But I have to warn you, when you get past this wall, it is dangerous. I think all of that is understood. Rojan kind of looks at Raven and Kyer, like, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, also, if it doesn't upset you too much, sir, I'm going to have to send a runner to confirm that what you say is true. I will let you pass. That is fine. That is your business. But just to confirm for our records, okay. also, I will need your names. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Rojan. Don't you know and who Benny I says, am, yeah, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and then Benny beside him is just like, yeah, see? He's here. <laughs> and I'm just like Raven. <laughs> okay, thank you. And he turns to the to another one of the soldiers beside him and makes sure that he, he records it. And I, it's, yeah, they do it. <laughs> so <laughs> you're officially in the log. He says, all right, well, uh, you, you may proceed. I've got to warn you, there, there are demons out there. Demons. Yeah, that's what we've heard. I mean, hopefully we don't find any. Eh? <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I will. I'll rephrase. 
Demons have made a nest of your mind. That's less good, but equally mm. important to do inspect. So, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm breaking, I'm breaking count. Oh. <laughs> Did anybody pack the PKE meter? We have demons. <laughs> if you need help... Here we go. Come back and get us. Everybody's for sale. <laughs> no, that, that's that's great. If we, uh, if you hear screaming, pay attention. If the screaming cuts short, I guess don't worry. <laughs> no, no, nope. that's not true. No, okay. If we stop I'll be screaming, back. I'll be <laughs> come get us, please. We'll do what well, we thank, can. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm not so, actually laughing as like Raven, but no, that's I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, but the, this is an interesting situation. Um, so Benny is about they they start to open the gate, and the the gate is it's really just it's a simple not portcullis, but like one of those upward lifting gates made out of just wood. So they lift it up using pulleys, and as you walk through. You see that the Volvat man actually holds Benny so that he stays <laughs> in and doesn't follow you out. And uh, Benny's putting up a little bit of protest, but it's not a big deal. <laughs> and then as you get through, just a loud slam as the, the wood uh, gate comes back down. Beautiful. Okay. Then, okay, that sounds like they are legit scared of the mine being infested with demons, if you want my quick take. <laughs> it kind of sounds like that, eh? All of a sudden, Rogan's Canadian, and I'm <laughs> snarky. Uh, but no. Um, is um yeah? I, I, is Carrick still with us? Carrick, no, no. Carrick's back at the uh, the dock still. Okay, I didn't. Right, and Rochelle, did she even? She came across, right? But she's back there no, too. No, Rochelle stayed on the east side. That's right. To, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get worshippers. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay, um, so. On this side of things, um, number one, uh, Essence Sight will let you know that uh, things are a little more normal. Everything's growing fine. Uh, and things, like, uh, in terms of vegetation, and etc. But also, there is what barely passes as a path. Vegetation is not overly dense, but there is, like, a lot of, I guess for lack of a better description, it's, it's almost like briars that are sort of um, growing along the side. They're, they're kind of... It's the season of water, so it's it's been raining a lot. So they're still soft, and they're not that thick with thorns. And they haven't overgrown this path. But this is the kind of vegetation that grows on this part of the mountain, and it's not pleasant. <laughs> it's, But it's it's the best that can be accomplished on this hard, hard rock. Uh, so... You, you can start moving down the path if you'd like. Uh, real quick, I'm going to use some moats. Yep. Rogan. Call it. Yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, Rogan's going to turn on Perceiving the Hidden World as well. So Nice. That's perceiving wise. Dematerialized. And, and I don't have that, but for what it's worth, uh, Raven's going to turn on Sensory Acuity Prana, which lasts for a scene. Nice. Okay, now which sense are you turning it on for? Or does it I thought apply it was all the senses? five. Hold on, let me let me double check this. 
Uh, yep. Uh, Breath of Essence seals the five senses into a more per- perfect form. Ooh, nice. Senses are heightened nice. and attuned to, yeah. It's it's everything, including taste. So, uh, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says I can, <laughs> I can subtly you, taste. You taste. You taste that misery yeah. behind you. Um, uh, the, you really taste it. The other two. And the desperation of Benny. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he he tastes like he's desperate. No, um, but uh, the other thing is it does prevent me from sensory overload. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not going to pass out from, uh, from oh the BO God. off of Benny. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do get some roll bonuses, but I don't know that those are, you know, we'll, we'll play those as they come. They will because you're gonna start moving further down the uh, the trail, and then okay. like you're gonna get to your what used to be a mine proper, uh, and I'll just get you all to do perception awarenesses and then describe what's going on. Okay, there. so the deal with that is that uh, sixes re-roll and nines do something. Uh, do nines count as double for the rest of the scene? Exalts awareness rolls benefit. Yes. Double nine. Uh, wait, but rolls benefit from double nines. Okay. In which case, you guys know. I basically, if you're gonna head towards where your your mining outfit is gonna be getting set up, because there used to be the remnants of a mine there, you can do that now, and then you can do a perception awareness to see how far out, like what you notice and how far out you notice it. This is gonna be so much fun. While we're kind of walking through this place, now that we're kind of into a more kind of untapped wilderness, I guess, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I want to uh, I want to kick on another charm actually. Yeah, it's another ahead. one that'll that lasts a scene. Um, but uh, I'm gonna kick on uh, friendship with animals approach. Okay. Um, which generally just makes animals less. Uh, like not afraid of us and will or not at least me and willing to approach and uh, stuff like that and then any predatorial animals um, will kind of just let us pass um, okay and on top of that I'm going to be kind of um, calling down birds <laughs> whenever I can uh, and <laughs> asking them what this place is like where is safe where is not um, so he's a Disney princess now. Yeah. Yes, he did just um, pull the Disney yeah. princess. Hold on, I'm <laughs> fully <laughs> Snow White. <laughs> okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're you are going to be getting updates from the birds on your approach in, um, but also what is going on and what is amazing is Stu got that one success. So Stu's, uh, uh, sorry, Rogan is such a special kind of clueless. Um, but, it's great. But also uh, you were. Yeah, you rolled three sixes with your roll, uh, Fred, and then you re-rolled those, so you got an additional success on top of your regular five successes, so you've got six. Um, yeah. So here's what happens. Uh, Kair, I'm I'm going to tell you what the birds are telling you. Those are going to co- count as... Um, I'm actually going to give you a, a two-point stunt for that, so you get two... Or you get one automatic su- success on okay. your roll. Um... And then two additional dice for your okay. roll. And this is for perception awareness? This is for uh, perception awareness, yes. Also, you get one point of willpower back. Sweet. But it cannot exceed yeah, your power. Yeah, it was a pull anyways. And then I will roll out what everybody sees. Ugh. Interesting. 
Freak. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so Stu, uh, Rojan really notices that there might have been a mine here at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't even have to build a mine. Kair, so you've got you've got like essence sight. You have birds giving you a little bit of an update, but what's what's really noticeable is most of the birds, even though you've you've really sort of dialed it up and you're trying to get them to come down, they are scared. They don't want to come anywhere close to where you are. And it's not because they don't like you. You know that they <clears> like <throat> you, but they just don't want to be in the proximity of this place. So you you the best you could do is you had like a predatory hawk that was willing to come close and just explain that, yeah, there are creatures that will catch them and stick them to, to spikes and then eat them as they're still alive. There is a reason why there are creature like creatures don't want to come down here. And with uh, an additional success, you can actually start to see through the brush that there are some, very unnaturally occurring they're not briar patches they're much larger um they're actually like these collections of dark black needles all just piled together in what looks almost like a deep sea urchin but it's not something that appears to be naturally occurring it looks like something made this so then we'll switch over to raven and raven what you can see is that those sort of urchin patches are covering what are effectively holes into the ground almost sort of like uh caves and this used to be sort of um a mining network you can see like ruts in the ground where carts were being pulled out um and then these sort of black spiky masses were put in front but more specifically and um, better than anybody else you can actually see that things are living in these big black spiked masses and these things are weird their skin is almost completely white and then parts of their body like they look almost completely human there are male and female versions of them but at points they have pushed black spikes through their bodies and created piercings um but also when you see them from behind it's almost like you're looking at a pitch black porcupine. Like there, there, there are quills and things extruding from them. When you look at their fingers, you can see that they've got these, these black nails. Some of them have used some kind of black tar material to make crude rudimentary weapons. More specifically, numbers. You can see that there are at least a dozen of these in different patches all over what should be your mine site. Okay. <clears throat> now I will let anybody who wants to do a an intelligence occult roll. That's where I'm biking. Baller. Okay. And we'll see how things go. <laughs> Three successes. This is this uh, is uh, dependable, but you you still get it. Oh. You still get it. That's God, important. No thing. whammy. Here we go. We'll see how much you get. Uh. <laughs> well, you know what? That's great. Okay, so everyone, everyone is able to, you've all seen or at least heard stories of this type of demon. Uh, these are referred to as Furmin. Um, they're the needle makers of, of Malpheus. Uh, they're a low-level demon, very, very simple, 
they really only have a single desire, and that is to build nests. They build nests out of the sort of like nasty, gross icor that they can shoot out of their fingernails um, that turns and solidifies into something that is harder to melt than iron. They like to make it into points. They like to stick things on those points. Uh, they can be summoned by sorcerers, but they can also occasionally be summoned if someone in town impales somebody else during a full moon. So that's not what happened here, you don't think. that Somebody has, has maybe brought a few of these in, and they've just sort of been building nests for a while. But that's what these are, and there's a lot of them, and they are camping on your site. So am I the only one who's really seen them though yes but even just the the telltale patches the black the black okay so everyone um, kind of knows what's up are a dead giveaway especially if your essence site is on because kair like that is not a naturally occurring moat from creation like that that is something you you do not see uh, do they move at all or are they just kind of parked the the spikes themselves do not move but you it's important to note that right now you can't see them only raven okay. can so <clears throat> but you know that they made that so she pauses slightly and she goes uh guys yeah huh we've got Furman, and from what i'm seeing we've got a lot of them like a lot <laughs> oh, i don't see any that's, that's they're very just, much Rose alive just, like, and squinting. very much hiding in there yeah i just <laughs> just I trust just, me there's a lot of okay. them. Hey, how's it going, guys? How you doing? <laughs> I, I didn't roll. I didn't roll four dice just now. You rolled as well as my best roll on four dice. <laughs> Do not get disheartened. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm merely employing my God-given right to bitch about bad dice rolls. <laughs> so for the record, uh, Raven is not moving at this yeah, site. Yeah. At this moment, um, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I don't know how dangerous they actually are. Like, I, I assume they're, I mean, not friendly. Ever, all the people back there seem to be quite afraid. But the guild did know that these things were here, and the guild did say that they were gonna clear everything out and make the mine functional. So, it's true. Anyone know? Do anyone know if there's any stories of people talking to these creatures? I've never heard of any, but I maybe I don't know what others do. Dog, do you know anything? The, sorry, did you just ask Muckdog? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Gotta get into character. The things have a basic intellect of a, any any kind of creature, um, but not human. They're... At best, they can do a few hand signs and stuff. They're kind of lowest on the totem pole when it comes to demons. Mm. Not too smart either, but they'll they'll poke holes in you if you let them. So they speak the universal language of fighting. Well, it's 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 a it's a story, a, a territory, right? They're they build the nests, then the nests are their home, and if we're being polite. And if what I'm smelling is true, they already know you're here. Huh. Yeah. So we've probably got a small window to leave, or else we got to start fighting. 
So I'm thinking go, but I'm open to suggestions. Why? I guess I turn to Rojan and I'm like, why is there is there something else you wanted to accomplish at this time? What are we? Because we know we can't bring anything back until their little runner verifies our IDs or whatever. So, hmm. um, are all these things on the ground? No, I can't see them. I can only see their husks, right? Well, you can only see the spines that they make. They make these giant spikes, right. these giant black spikes using the icor that. So, okay, how Furman work is their nails exude a, a, an oil that can can be shaped, and then that eventually solidifies, and then it becomes something that's harder than iron. They use it a lot, so they'll make nests out of it using multiple spikes. And then they can also sh- uh, form rudimentary, uh, so either throwing weapons or the, what are effectively daggers or swords. But more importantly, you can, if you summon them, you can basically be like, all right, I've got this mold. I just want you to drip your finger goo into that mold, and then we'll just make a bunch of weapons quick. And that's usually what people summon them for if they want to make a bunch of okay weapons on the quick. Basically outfit an army. So, like, it's a bandit a bandit king's dream because it's like free materials but yeah you can see what they've made but you well no now you can see them because there's there's a couple that are sort of like hissing and pointing at you yeah you can see them now are they all kind of on the ground or any of them in the trees no there's nothing in the trees i would like to be in the trees (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I I want to Let, kind of um, see. see if I can t- find a couple trees um, like growing closely to each other and try to just quickly hop up between the two of them, like kind of caroming off left to right um, and just swing up into uh, like a kind of a second tier branch or so. Okay, so that's uh, that's just a dex ath- athletics and I will give you a I'll give you a one point stunt for that. So that's just two extra dice on the roll. Um, and it is important to note that, yeah, they're starting to notice you because you guys have been talking and you weren't really being stealthy on the way in. Um, and this is their home. <laughs> okay. And you just walked into it. The territorial demons are waking up. <laughs> uh, that is five, five oh successes God. on that roll. <laughs> yeah, you got into that, you got into that position with no Sweet. problem. And um, he just quadruple backflipped into a tree. <laughs> so the, the... The like two to three that you could see that were sort of hissing and getting a little bit hostile when when Kyer jumps, they let out what are effectively little whoops. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I was gonna say, what no, is I'm it kidding. like a Kanye yeah. show now? <laughs> uh, no, um, no, it's like it's no, I'm kidding. insane clown posse. I've got my glowing sticks. Oh, um, we, we've actually stumbled upon the gathering of the juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, knew it. I knew the, it. The juggaloos are, are coming. It reeks um, of fago cola. There are juggalettes. I will have you know. I saw them. <laughs> there, there are a few in there too. Yeah, they're in there. Um, but you can. Okay, so anybody, everybody yeah. can see this. Um, and actually, now, now, Kair, you can see it even better. A few of them are starting to like rub their hands together, or grab at parts of the nest, and they're starting to arm themselves. Okay. okay. I'm I'm going to change my stick. All right, would you like to describe 
how that plays out. Um, yeah, if anybody uh, is watching the, the Monkey Man in the Tree, the walking stick that I carry with me, I kind of uh, give, it a, give it a small shake, um, and it begins to... Um, at least the uh, kind of... Because there's still some of that, that silver around it, right? I guess on the in the stick yes. version, so that starts to almost pulse with a uh, with a quick light, and then its shape expands and curves. Uh, like uh, with me holding it in the middle, um, expands to this massive length, something akin to uh, an entire length of eight feet. And after its transformation is done, what is left is what looks like an enormous longbow. Uh, that is built out of the vertebrae of an enormous spine. Um, and coiled between those vertebrae is kind of a, an unmistakable, um, I think it's moon silver is the name of it. Yes, moon silver, but there's also a little bit of soul steel in there too. Yes, that's right. So yeah, a weapon that is nearly twice my height. Just fucking huge bow. Uh, and I, as soon as I possibly can, and I'm just firing an arrow at one. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, in, in which case, I think we will, I guess we gotta do, we gotta do, we gotta do it now. We're gonna join the battle. I should hope so. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> okay, here we go. But I'm too pretty for battle. Oh, I'm back to three successes. <laughs> But with balls. <laughs> Papa, what is wrong with me? Why can I not roll dice? So you will all start at three. Kair got three plus three, so he's at six. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I rolled eight. My number should have been five. Hey, one success. Okay, that seems, right. seems appropriate. Here um, I go. But... Oh. Go ahead. What is going on? Everybody's rolling. Well, I get to re-roll okay. three. Hold on. Yeah. There you go. We oh, all yeah, just botch the ever-loving yeah. crap out of our <laughs> join battles. There's two oh, more. There we go. Three successes. <laughs> hey. Okay. All right. Ha. So here's how this is gonna play out. Because because Dan initiated combat. Dan, I'm gonna let you get a fire off uh, a shot off first. Um, you can decide whether you want to do. And it's, it's going to be using your current initiative. You can decide whether you want to do a withering or a decisive attack. I'm not sure how much damage you can do with a decisive attack with an initiative of, uh, what, four? But, you know, you can give it a shot. Really your call here. Uh, I'll uh, probably and then do, we'll I'll probably actually do start combat. Um, okay, so if do we have how Do we have, like, a kind of a variety of range bands for these things? Um, well, the first and closest, well, you can kind of see a bunch of yeah. them, but the, the only nest that has engaged you so far was the closest most. Okay. Keeping in mind that there are, I would say, maybe upwards of uh, five or six different nests, uh, Fred could see s uh, dozens of these mm -hmm. things uh, scattered about, about nests, but that's what the role he had, and they're, they're, they get incredible bonuses when they're yes. in their nests. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to find, because I get different, my weapon does different damage based on the range band. Right, in which case I would say you're, uh, like the, the first nest, you're at about, 
Okay, so there's... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Stu, but there is close range, medium range, long range, and extreme long range, and then there's also the close combat, right? Close combat yeah, range. Yeah, so close range is, like, close enough to stab a dude. Short range is close enough to have a quick dash and stab a dude. Medium range is out of dash and stab. Close, short, medium, long, extreme. Short. Short, right. So um, they're at medium right now. All of them. But they will be moving shortly. (laughs) Um, By the way, everyone, they will be moving shortly. So yeah, they are. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put the initiative tracker up in just a second. But they move at the same time as almost everyone, <laughs> almost everyone, because it looks like it's Raven, Raven, it's Raven, them. Because I'm gonna have them all moving at the same time, and then uh, wow, yeah, and then you guys got one on one. But because you're firing first, you get to actually do do stuff first, and then. You'll start the round, okay? Um, so I will do... Yeah, I'll do a withering attack on one of them. Okay. Um, Please note that there are three coming at you yes. right now. Uh, so... I guess against one of the three that are coming at me. Okay, uh, so yeah, I'm going to shoot a withering attack at one of them. Um, I'm sorry, I have to be kind of reminded how this works. <laughs> In this case, it'll be your archery, um, archery plus dexterity, plus accuracy of the weapon. At that range band. This is going to be officially the biggest dice roll I've gotten to roll in this game so far. Jesus Christ. Okay. Five successes. Um, well. And 14 dice. Hey, five successes is okay. five successes. Well, yeah, I was going to say the the one that you were shooting uh, wasn't expecting it. So, like, the shot rattles in. Uh, and it, like, it, they've, they've got decent uh, defense values. So they've got defense values of five. Because they're, you know, they're, they're shitty demons, but they're still right. demons. Um, but that means that you hit. So you don't actually physically hit it. But you put that one into sort of a defensive position where it crouches down. So the attack goes through. And then it has a soak of... Oh, wow. It's got a soak of three lethal oh. total. <laughs> okay. We're going to trash these dudes. <laughs> so subtract uh, subtract three lethal or lethal from your uh, total damage, which is the damage of your weapon plus your successes. Okay. So there were no successes. You, like, you hit it with five so then it's the total damage of your weapon subtract three okay uh, and it has to be a minimum of five i I roll that again okay yep (laughs) five successes that's good so what happens is your initiative goes up by one because you hit and then another five because also success is double during withering okay so, and its initiative goes down by five, and you actually crash it. So what happens is you shoot out at one of the three uh, three initial affirmin that are at the uh, closest, most nest. And what happens is the shot rings down and actually clatters on uh, and um, bounces around in the needles. Like, you're, you're trying to shoot at it, 
But what it ends up doing is it ends up actually knocking this one back against the wall and and almost dazing it. So it it's it's like scared and back against the wall. Um, and you've effectively crashed it. So it's in a vulnerable position now. If you were to do a decisive attack, you could probably kill the damn okay. thing. And now we will actually start regular combat, so I will set that up right now, and then I'll post the initiative tracker so everybody can see it. So I'm confused. One, one. Are we trying to kill these things, or are we... I am. Okay. All right, fuck it. I'm in. These are hostile, stupid monsters in our turf. It's a good point. You can tell I'm not often combat-oriented, but I'm down. I'm down. Okay, so Furman 2 and 3, and Raven will be moving at... Well, sorry. Also, uh, I apologize for the spelling of everything. Um, <laughs> but you spelled 5, right? No, he spelled it with a 6. <laughs> Kair... Uh, so Kair uh, is going to be going at the top again. Uh, and this is important because Kair actually initiated mm-hmm. combat. So Kair got to do the first thing. When you initiate combat, depending on what the situation is, usually we will just roll combat. But because Kair jumped into a tree and then shot down, it was sort of like a surprise situation. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. I don't think. I don't think either of you expected that to happen. Nope. And the, the dumb, dumb demons definitely didn't. So he shot himself up to top initiative. He knocked one Furman down into zero. So that Furman is effectively in crash. Raven, you will be going at the exact same time as the next two. They either have to close the range range bands of medium towards you, but also, more importantly, you are medium range from them. So if you want to engage in close combat, you have to effectively move, move. Depending on... Actually, your movement pool is pretty good. You might be able to get there in one round but it would be almost a flurry so it's like run and attack so you'll be working at negative modifiers if you want to do a melee attack um then it's rojan then it's the crashed Furman. um but that is where you are so at the the top of initiative order we have kair again kair what would you like to and also more specifically uh your question fred can you attack the crashed Furman? absolutely anybody can if he's still alive by the time he gets to you. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Kair's going to get a second go, so. Yeah, so right now, Kair, what would you no, like you to do? You said the crash one is kind of, is kind of like, dazed. Um, it, yeah, and uh, the, the when you go into crash, you're effectively in a position of vulnerability. Right. Um, so that is what has happened to this one. This one, like... Um, smash back against um, against the sort of the stone wall of the entrance to to one of the caves. Um, head down, like you could shoot it in the chest, you could shoot it in the the top of the skull. Like there there are options. Okay. Will you kill it? It depends on how yeah. well you roll. Um, I'm. But right now, if you do a decisive attack on it, you're throwing all of your initiative at it. So all eight, you'll be throwing eight dice at it, and it has zero hardness. It wouldn't be able to stop it. You just have to see if you can eat through all of its life, okay. um, um, so life boxes. Mostly what I'm asking is, uh, are they any less dangerous while they are in crash? Because um, I'm trying to figure out if I try no. to wither another one or if I just try to kill this one. They're just easier okay. to hurt. And they, they go slower. Um, so they'll go later in the initiative tracker. Like, if you shoot one that is below you right now, you can actually knock it so that it goes after Rojan if yeah. you hit it hard enough. 
and that's mm-hmm. um so yeah it, i think that's actually what i will probably end up doing um is i'm gonna throw a withering at number two all right so then just go right ahead and roll it uh it's six successes okay so then you beat its defense value mm-hmm. with one and now roll damage so it's uh damage of the weapon plus one okay uh it's important what about, to, does it what about sorry. it has soak does it not okay well with soak of three then take away three from yeah so okay so take soak of three. two out of my damage yep cool and roll it uh it's nine successes whoa Okay, so that thing is deeper in Crash. Um, okay, so Kair hit, so he's up to one, so that's nine, and then he got another nine, so he's up to 18, so Kair rockets up to 18. Um, we'll say that Furman number two, who Furman number two is in negative as well, so he just crashed another Furman, and I will reset. Uh, Raven, you are going the same time as Furman number three, and Furman number three is actually going to take the turn not to attack, but to basically raise the alarm. So Furman number three is just going to start making a bunch of noise. All right. So how do I know? I'm trying to realize or figure out how I know my movement. Uh, movement in Exalted is a little bit more vague than like D and D. You're not okay. going to have a, a stat that says thirty feet or something like that. No, what I'm trying to do is figure out if I can get to short range. I think it's short range where I can fight, or do I have to be close range to fight with a uh, dagger? You have to be close. Okay. You can't. You can't just fight them at short unless you're throwing it at them. So as it stands, I'm going to use the whole turn to get up close with these guys. Is that correct? Because they're medium range right now. Yeah, like movement in this game is a little is a little tougher. So, if you do a rush action, okay, which is yeah, it's it's effectively a dex plus athletics. If you roll well enough, I would let you flurry it. So do the rush action, and then you could actually do an attack if you wanted. But it would be at a negative two modifier. Hmm. So the first action would be negative one. Mm-hmm. So the the rush would be negative one, and the attack would be negative two. Because you're flurrying it. So where are they and where am I in this scene? I'm trying to see. Are we at like the cave entrance basically and there? So like imagine you're on a shitty path. Uh-huh. Um, and this is. Oh, Story of my life. Also you. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, also they're right now in a patch full of needles. So this the, the difficulty to actually rush at them is even harder because they're sitting inside a nest of needles. They are. But what does this Presently. nest of needles look like? Is there is it really like a thicket or is there striations where, let's say if one was overhead, I'm not talking about entering it per se overhead, but if one is maybe standing on a needle overhead and stabbing downward or something, does that make okay. any of this process easier? Uh, it's not going to eliminate the difficulty. Um, For them, they can move through it seamlessly. Mm -hmm. Um, What's important to note is like these needles move and basically brush off of them. It's like the the magical nature of of what they are. But like the- I'm trying to think of like the nest though. The the nest itself looks like a sea urchin. 
Okay. So the right, needles so like, aren't that um, long then. For some reason, well, no, I, they're 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 like imagine a sea urchin that's about ten feet tall. Okay. So like they're they're you know like it's bigger than a person but not oversized. Well, what I'm trying, what I'm thinking about is to utilize the needles and possibly an ability that I could activate to kind of be like get to them and then use them for leverage to attack but is there an opening that could allow me to do that yeah with like with a good roll you can slide right in there it's not a problem okay do you want to slide into a demon nest well because they could climb those needles with ease because they're theirs and it's part of the nest right right like, there's no way of getting out of range outside of, you know, maybe getting up a tree or something. Okay, do you want to strike them this turn? Because what you're describing right now is moving in, striking, and then being out of range of them. And that's not No, that's I not wouldn't say that. I'm saying moving in, striking, but being at a location, probably on the needles, that would ideally, like, if it's 10 feet in the air, can they make it up 10 feet? In a single go. Yes, they can okay. They can move and attack. It's okay. not a problem for them. Okay. So they, the they can freely just basically move about it. it like, is... once you're there, once you're there, you're in close range for them, so they can just engage you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay, so just to be clear, two are crashed. One is screaming their freaking ears off. Um, but yeah, One just used its turn to, to raise an alarm. But everybody's at medium range. I'm actually thinking I might just um, close distance. Not completely. I'm not going to rush into the nest at this time. But can I go to mm-hmm. short range? Like yeah. just get yeah. where yes, I'm, I'm willing with, to strike without, without putting myself like in point blank nest range? Yes, you can move. Okay, at short range you can throw that knife. Um, so you could move into short range and throw it and you wouldn't get any flurry, like any negative modifiers. Mm. It would just be like throwing a knife. Yeah. Okay. Screw it. Yeah. Let's go to short range and throw the knife. And okay. who are you throwing it at? Kind of think I want to go after screaming meanie, but if I crash him, it doesn't shut him up. Right? No, he's, he's well, ah. Uh, uh, actually, no, this is a, this is a head to head roll. You, well, no. Or am He's I going for the kill? Can I off. go in for the kill? You can try to go in for the kill, but I don't think you're going to get it. I don't you're think you're going to get either. it off. You're not going to be able to take all of I'm this. Trying to figure boxes. out how I can silence this man, but thing, male thing. Um, I think it's male. I actually haven't identified it yet, but the point is, so if I, if I, yeah, I don't know. Right. The. Can I injure it in a way where, like, let's say I hit its throat? <laughs> uh, that would, it's like a gambit, a called shot, uh, and it would be um, sort of like a maim or a disable, but also your initiative is not high enough to pull it off. Like, I, I'm telling okay. you right now, it's yeah. going to be hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stu, can I actually ask what you want to do, just so um, that we can plan? Yeah. Rojan is looking up for a change. Uh, <laughs> at the trees. Um, which uh, trees? He's looking for 
probably like a, a fir or a pine tree closer a bit closer to the nest something that like the lower branches are mostly dead but the tops are a little bit bushier so a, yeah a conifer if, if such a thing <laughs> is there it's mostly scrub briars but if you really want one i can give you a tree like uh definitely kair found one well actually he found two so yeah you can have a tree <laughs> no. you're welcome to have a tree there's only one. trees are mine well, you're not gonna like what i'm doing with this tree then i am the lorax <laughs> i speak for the trees um well, and just what, what so, are you planning on doing is there only one nest in medium range right now or are there multiple nests in uh that's the one you can okay. see yeah that's the one you can um, see so rojan then <laughs> is intending to oh god we'll see how this goes but he's gonna get a little bit closer get a tree that is um tall enough that from where its trunk is it could reach said nest and is going to try and chop down a tree Mm -hmm. and drop it on the nest and the firman are you going to try and do all of that in one turn what are you using uh he'll be using uh an essence essence summoned tool and uh probably gonna have to use pattern realizing genius to chop a tree down uh instantly (laughs) (laughs) okay well then we'll we'll get back okay so real quick um so so there are trees right around me yes yes like, is there a free one? Do I have to leap into, or actually, can I leap into the tree that Kair's in? You could if you wanted to. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna do that, and I think I'm gonna make it easy on myself. I'm gonna monkey. Yeah, leap? I'm just gonna monkey leap it. Okay, I will let you do that. So, I monkey leap into the tree, mm-hmm. and say hi to Kair, <laughs> and we move okay, into awesome. the next. Just like okay, high, yeah, an no. exasperated there high, because I have no idea what the hell to do. And I know better than to... So here's my whole thought process is, yeah, if there was only three of them, sure, but I know there's more than three of them, and I know exactly... And I don't know exactly where they are behind that nest, but I know I don't want to deal with that with my skills with nothing in my hands but a dagger. Mm. So... That's yeah, that's fair. So instead, I'll um, get behind the person who started, or I'll get next to the person who started it all and see what happens. Okay, that's wise. All right, so then, yeah. uh, so, Rojan. So uh, yeah, it, it boils down to whether or not pattern realizing genius can be used for that. That's the charm that lets you do crafts uh, uber quick. Yeah, it lets you do crafts uber quick. But what's the description? What's the tags for the charm? Uh, type is simple. Okay, simple. So it's a simple action uh, that would effectively be a miscellaneous action. You could do it, but I need you to make a, uh, I guess in this case, a dexterity craft roll. Um, and this is going to be, this is an unusual situation. This is going to be a difficulty okay. three. Well, in that case. Keeping in mind that if you don't get it right or you botch... It falls in a direction I either I get yep. to choose yep, or that you fine. didn't want it. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna take this chance because I've never dropped a tree on a nest of spiky demon porky jerks before. So I'm gonna try. Um, Neither have I. Yeah. So, so Rojan's gonna, I guess, have to go into short 
distance first. On the mm-hmm. way, uh, anyone looking would see wisps of essence come out from his bracers uh, and form up uh, just a giant axe, uh, almost like a fire axe. It just a giant axe. Yes. I will blow the tree over. <laughs> Show them my beautiful cheeks. Um, I mean, I wouldn't well. put it past him. <laughs> I am Rojan, king of the wind. So Rojan is going to mm. pick out his favorite tree out of the group. Looks like he can drop it in the right spot, and uh, he's just—he's going to give it like four good chops. And it's just like a nice, nice couple set of of chops to get wood out. That's gonna line up the the fall. And he steps flack, to the backside, and he's just gonna muster up every element of strength that he has. And group. I am still. I am enjoying this baseball bat. The son of a bitch down. Feel free, feel free to take a two-point stunt, which is two additional dice, one automatic success, and one willpower if you need it. I will use that willpower for a success. <laughs> oh, my um, God. <laughs> of um, course you will. Now, the other thing that we haven't done much of is uh, I am intending to stunt that action to also use strength. Okay. I am going to let so my it... My understanding is you don't situation. get those attributes, but you can use the excellency from it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, y- y- not the excellency. It's it adds that that dice to th- that number of that, dice that to you're your allowed pool. to use excellency yeah. pool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now the important thing to note is you did successfully pull off the stunt. And not, not that we're trying to dial it down. It's just I was waiting to see if you're escalating to insanity for successes. Yeah. You just got five successes instead of the yeah. Uber number we were expecting. Okay, so you were able to shift over, do exactly what you described to the tree, and then the tree... <laughs> imagine... Well, I mean, everybody in their own respective trees that are not this tree can see what's happening. Rojan shoots over and in almost the blink of an eye, cuts a tree that then falls directly onto <laughs> onto that nest where there's like a squealing, gross, inky, sticky demon and a, and a couple of other demons that are like really, really phased. And so then it goes from like squeal to er, er, smash. And so there's a number of things that happen here. Number one, those three demons are effectively out of the fight for a while. That nest is not exactly accessible, which means it's neither an entrance nor an exit until that tree gets moved. But the other thing it does is you can hear, for anybody who isn't Raven, who didn't know this per se, you start hearing those screaming noises that the one was making start hitting from a bunch of different locations. You can count at least five or six. So that's five or six estimated different nests. Each with probably <clears throat> about three Furman? If we're being conservative. Okay. Cool. I did say dozens. Rogan <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they all knew what happened the second the tree fell down. 
I mean, they, they knew when the first one started screaming, but the tree really sort of gave it away. And so now you can actually hear stuff moving. You guys are up in the tree, so you know that, that stuff is starting to advance and move out of the tunnels. But we also just hit 12.01, and I think this would be a really great time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, this is a good cliffhanger. Let's, uh, let's, let's put a pin in this, and then maybe we can, we can start this back up again in a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I did have, I did have another cutscene in mind for what was going to happen, but a bunch of things that I thought were going to happen didn't happen. So I don't have a cutscene for <laughs> the end of this, um, beyond just sort of imagine the camera panning out and imagine that first nest as you just pan out, you, you can see many more just scattered along the rough stone and then you know two people in a tree and one person who just cut one down as those screams go out across the horizon (laughs) is it like the the last scene in from dusk till dawn where they zoom out of the bar and you just see like that it's on this ancient Of I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You know, maybe we gotta wait until we come back There's and maybe have another screams. cutscene. Out. But uh, yeah, this is this is a site that has been left for some time, um, and someone has really made sure that uh, nobody could move in easily again. Oh, don't worry. I know my next couple moves. <laughs> so, someone's yeah. made a hobby of it. Let's I'm glad it one way. of us does. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited for my next couple moves. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's rein this in. Uh, that is the end of the session. We had quite an interesting session. Uh, I'm going to say three experience all around. Solar experience. We'll do one and one. One, one for Raven. Uh, one for Kair. You were both sort of doing your thing. Raven, you were being very socially guarded and mysterious, uh, and you pulled it <laughs> off. And uh, Kair, you were just, you were living your best motel life, uh, seeing all the wonderful sights you could possibly see in this new surrounding. And then, like, just straight up ghost face killing. <laughs> Getting, like, you saw demons and you're like, no, that's not right. And, uh, yeah, really just sort of testing the limitations of what territory means to a group of demons. Now, as for Stu, you, you continue to perform as the social lunar. So you also get your, your point of, uh, of lunar for being a lunar who hypnotized <laughs> sweet, Benny. sweet, sweet, stinky, sweet, stinky. Benny. Yeah. Do you think the guild would be mad if we poached him? They yeah, probably Benny? wouldn't care. Yeah. If you paid the right price, I okay, don't think cool. they care. No, I don't think we have to. Yeah. I don't think we have to pay. I think he probably, probably have no, to the, buy Shaggy. Come work too. for Rojan. Oh yeah, <laughs> Benny and Shaggy. Oh. Um, that's a, Shaggy that's their own spin-off. Uh, spin-off, spin-off yeah. And Shaggy. <laughs> this is their Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> like, hey, Shaggy, let's go see if there's. It's, more it's like the episode where Sokka and Nappa go on an adventure. Oh, Sokka. All right, Ready. so let's uh, let's circle let's circle back. I'm gonna start with Fred. What did Raven learn this episode? Raven learned that well. Raven got sloppy. Um, 
One of her strengths <laughs> is stealth, and uh, not the, yeah, not the right kind of sloppy. She was hoping that uh, Carrick would, you know, get her a belt, but she didn't have enough time. Um, but uh, no, that's fair. No, meaning that her strength is stealth, and uh, like I said, um, I was so acutely aware of that um, in in like early sessions, and then. We- we get to this obviously like forewarned dangerous area and yeah i i, I heighten my senses um but uh but then when the shit went down it was like well it's too late to stealth now um so but was it never too late to stealth you're an exult well that's true well no there were different things i could do but to what end i guess is what it is i need to get better at reading the room with combat and i'll probably learn that by participating in more combat yeah yeah by doing um you you also were in an interesting situation where uh the enemies got engaged at like a almost two range bands more than you could function properly in um and I, that's I mean that that just happens when you got a bow user who's really good at what he does. Oh yeah, no, um, no, and and I mean just from the reality for me is that at my current point, regardless of my skills or stats, um, I am a close range melee, and um, you know that's that's very not useful when attacking something that has a bunch of needles for nests and is basically like Wolverine. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, I just knew when it wasn't my fight. Yeah, that's fair. Or at least at this um, phase. The, yeah. Also, you're 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 probably in one of the safest places you could be right now. <laughs> we'll see how things go later if Stu keeps chopping trees. Um. So. Oh, that's uh, cool. On. Like I said, I can mm-hmm. I can maneuver it. He can do what he has yeah. to do. Rogan, what did Rogan <laughs> learn this episode? Uh, it it's neat that sometimes Rogan is an aid to stealth by distracting people and taking attention, and sometimes. Uh, he chops trees down, and it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you are a force um, of chaos. I agree. Yeah, um, and I, I think th- that's chaos. that's an element of Rojan that I that I like. That um, uh, when he doesn't really have someone standing in front of him to either, you know, trick into loving him or punch them in the face until they fall over. Uh, he's just kind of it like tries to be helpful in just odd just odd ways and like he's trying to solve a That's problem fair. but uh, you know it's square peg round hole and he just doesn't know what to do <laughs> or a big coniferous peg yeah, in a yeah, spiky yeah. hole yeah, yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's, yeah I see what he's, you're saying he's getting there all right so then um let us move on to Dan and Kair. Kair, what did Kair learn? So Kair learned uh, a little bit about the impact of... Actually, I'd say a significant deal about the impact of mining on the natural world and uh, kind of ley lines and shit like that. And like I, as a player, am kind of freely willing to express that my like one of my defining intimacies uh, is is related to or can be related to that and so I think he's seen an example of how he would like to not 
do this in terms of mining. I think he would like to find a way that flows more with um, the kind of way that essence and nature move together um, and a way to kind of try to harmonize with it rather than just gouging it. Right. Do you think you should have rolled limit that game? I don't think or so because no. my limit trigger has like nothing to do with that. Right, but think about your intimacies because intimacies also cause you to roll limit. You saw something we can we can reveal that intimacy now or we can keep it a secret, but you saw something that was actually the the complete opposite of what you wanted to see. And your intimacy, the the thing that we need to do, like I need to do as a storyteller and I need to work on you guys to do as players, is when you see something that is directly opposed to your intimacies, especially if they're defining or major, that's a big deal. Because a defining intimacy is something that, like, you can't go more than an hour without thinking about that thing. A major intimacy will come up at least once a day, maybe twice a day in in conversation and it's something that you think about on a regular basis and then a minor intimacy is rojin <laughs> <laughs> sorry a, a minor intimacy is like that cool thing that you saw that you know sort of stays with you for a while um so but, I mean, uh, the, I'm, I'm fine to to reveal this because it's not uh i i don't feel i need to be particularly you know subterfuge about it um but the the intimacy is the, or the defining intimacy is is the belief in principle that nature provides just the the constant belief that that nature will always provide what is needed um so i don't know do you do you consider seeing that as being opposed to it or as just seeing something that it's like almost like shaking his head going like that's the wrong way to do that like, no, th- yeah, this is this is uh, Smokey the Bear watching somebody playing with matches, yeah. but also, like, you're not the one playing with matches. Yeah, it's, I um, kind of feel like I'm looking at that going, like, that's fucking stupid, and this could be so much better. Yeah, I've actually so, heard like, Smokey say that once. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was night. drunk at, a, at, a, yeah. at an office Christmas yeah. party. <laughs> Listen here, but, you uh, fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no limit rolls needed oh, yeah. in in that case. That's uh, yeah, you're you're still in the clear. Cool. But yeah, that's interesting. Anything else? I mean, I learned that my bow is fun. <laughs> your bow is your bow's designed to be a. And I want that T-shirt also. <laughs> my bow is fun. Like I am, I am really yeah. happy that I've finally gotten to actually like pull that fucking thing out, and it's only gonna get crazier. I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's what's interesting is you chose not to pull it last last uh, session, yeah. and you struggled you struggled with that decision, I think, because you didn't want to reveal a particularly potent trump card in public, yeah. and you wanted to see if you could handle somebody who's relatively mundane with the abilities mm-hmm. that you had. But what's important to note is, as a bow user, you can wither people down to almost nothing and then let somebody else finish them off right so you don't have to be shooting the killing blows you can be pinning people in place and or like if we're being real here you can also deliver one hell of a killing blow um well yeah like like, um my uh, my next move actually was if if i can if it's okay that i say that because it's going to change now um yeah my next move if all three of them were still up was uh 
I have a charm called Trance of Unhesitating Speed. And it That's lets me split yet, my it? initiative evenly and deliver decisive blows to, like, multiple enemies. Oh. And I was going to try to kill all three <laughs> of them in one shot. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's it's such um, a fun. Yeah, charm. some of the archery um, stuff is really scary. Yeah, it's it's nice to see a little bit more calm. I I will be polite and admit that I did not expect you specifically, Dan, or Kair to uh, to initiate that combat, but you totally did. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I gave you guys lots of opportunities to step away if you wanted, um, and you guys dived right in. So let's uh, see how things go. I figured this is where we needed to be. It had been pointed out that these things are very territorial and they're not very smart. So talking wasn't an option, and I know these two would have tried talking anyways. <laughs> I was not going to talk to that thing. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be Okay, I might have been quiet. I was <laughs> what's interesting is um this is you are going to encounter this everywhere you go but um specifically rojin's skill set he doesn't have to talk he can just he can just move and communicate things i was half expecting the things to come out and just start worshiping him anyway (laughs) well i mean if he had gyrated the right yeah if he had gyrated the right way they would have that's fantastic Um, i gyrated the wrong way but it 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 doesn't always have to be that way (laughs) you know he doesn't need a bunch of be helpful maybe he does i don't know (laughs) you can make your 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 statue out of like this grotesque oh demon i phlegm. i was going to <laughs> like the the fight's not <laughs> over yet yeah. yeah i was gonna say oh. yeah um, there are a lot of directions i, I feel go. like uh okay well sorry cool. i i feel like um Kyra also is still feeling a little frustrated from the encounter in town and from the just the the constant stifling of things that have been the last the last little while it's been uh, stressful so there's here's now a big guilt free uh, these are demons and I'm happy to kill them so I can just it's I feel like it's just as much as letting off steam that's uh, that sounds great <laughs> that's that sounds about like we're talking about a, sort of a pent up emo character <laughs> who's been put in a pressure cooker for a long time and has finally been allowed to walk in the forest and it's yeah. just like oh these things but are these things are scaring off my birds. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to talk with my birds and my squirrels. Okay. Well, I think we are coming close to the uh, the end of the night. Uh, did anybody have anything they wanted to talk about or touch base on before we close things off? Uh, nothing here. Nothing on my end. Nope. All right. Then I think we will we'll shut this one down for now. I want to say thank you, everybody who is listening, for for tuning in. Thank you, Dan, Stu, and Fred for uh, for being here and for playing things out. And hopefully, we get to do this again soon. And thank, thank you, you Chase, for running the game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank you, Furman, for those dirty nests. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> oh, he'd come running. <laughs> yeah, he, he would. Yeah, he totally would. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm standing there trying to figure out what to do. And I'm like, where's fucking Benny when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.